This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Coming up on this episode, we have Abby Edwards. She is a boss mama, owner of Inflow Pilates and Wellness, and has just launched a Pilates app. We talk all things about where Ab started in her career, how she found herself with four weeks to lease a space and launch a Pilates studio before she ran out of money, and also how to navigate motherhood. Now, guys, I am here to keep you accountable. I really, really encourage you to put your joggers on and get out into that sunshine while you listen to this episode. Also, all you mamas out there, get your baby in the pram too and get out there. Just because it's winter, y'all, it doesn't mean you can't rug up and get moving. Keep those steps up, my friends. If you want me to keep up these episodes and if you loved this app, then share it with a friend. Don't forget to like and subscribe or leave a review because that shit helps. Let's bring in abs. Welcome abs. How are you? Yeah, good. Gorgeous. We're going to go straight into fast five, which is five fast questions that you have to answer. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Number one is me. (laughs) Hit me. (laughs) Number one is if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Um, I would have to say Alexi Panos. She's, um, very inspiring and very in line with, yeah, she's awesome. Who is she? I've never heard of her. She is a life coach. They run, her and her husband, Preston Smiles, run, uh, workshops and things like that. I think we've spoken about it before. And, um, yeah, she just walks her talk and is just like radiates amazingness. Okay, we need this in our lives already. Mm-hmm. I'm going to search her on um, Instagram straight after this episode. <laughs> Number two is what's the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? Um, so someone said to me once, and it's always stuck in my mind, is you dance to the beat of your own drum. And Sweet. I just feel like that's just like such a good compliment. Like, such a good yeah, compliment. You just do you. And yeah. yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's what I want. That's that, what I want to do. Yes, Abby definitely <laughs> radiates that. Um, vibe. Number three is what would your younger self not believe about your life? Oh, I just don't, wouldn't, I don't know. I feel like when we're younger, we just think that our life is going to be so different. We have such a different perspective of what being a grown up is. Like, I didn't really even feel like a grown up now. I'm still like a kid, but I've got a kid (laughs) and businesses (laughs) and all the things. So I just think that I, yeah, I probably wouldn't have, if, if someone had said to me, oh, you're going to have these successful businesses and you're going to have this amazing baby and this amazing partner and stuff, I probably wouldn't have, like, I would have said, oh, I'll see it to believe it. Yeah, I'll be waiting. <laughs> yeah. I remember talking to my mum once and I asked her, um, like, do you ever feel like you're still just really, really young? Like, I feel like I haven't changed. My age hasn't changed at all, but I could just keep getting years and years older. And she was like, yeah, I feel like I'm still, you know, like 30 or 25. And I'm like, okay, so it happens to everyone. Yeah, it's so weird, actually. I only recently, my dad had a little health scare and that was when it was hit me, hit me like, okay, wait, my parents, like now it's that time when we have to start looking after our parents rather than they're looking after us and then... Yeah, but yeah, like people are getting older. It's like you they're still young at heart, but yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, starting absolutely. starting to get a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Okay, number four is what's your favourite way to move your body? Um, well, I have to say Pilates, of course. <laughs> love that. Um, but I also do love running. 
Running. Yeah, I find it very meditative. Med- med- meditative. Love it. <laughs> Good. Um, I love just like putting on some beats and going for a run in nature. Hate treadmills. Can't do it. But yeah, in nature. Outside. Yeah, mm. I really enjoy I that. I love that too. That's a great one. And number five, most important. Would you rather cook or wash dishes? Absolutely 100% cook. No dishwashing here. No. <laughs> Hell <Not> no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not much of – I say this every time to um, the guests, but I'm also definitely a not dishwasher. I can't no. – I also can't cook, so – Yeah, like, actually, maybe. I would, like, rather someone did both for me. <laughs> and my mum actually – Maybe we can get a personal chef or something. Would oh, that I'm, work? I'm down for okay. it. That's gorgeous. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, okay, well, let's get straight into it. Awesome. For those who don't know you, give them a little insight to who you are. Oh, Wow. Um, so me currently right now, I am, I've got a Pilates studio. Um, I've got a Pilates app. I don't know why I led with that. I'm a mum. <laughs> I didn't want to like pigeonhole myself as I'm just a mum. Um, and yeah, so I have a six month old baby and yeah, just living on the coast, living the dream close to the ocean and just living this lifestyle that I always really wanted. Yeah, and so Abby is – I'm lucky enough to have Abby as one of my clients Um, and I want to talk to you about your health and fitness journey because I know it and I want so many other people to hear about it. Um, The first question is, have you always been active? Um, I have always been like pretty active but I have to say that I always – I haven't always been really consistent with it. Like I fall in and out of it – it's one of those things that when you start doing it, you're like, oh, why haven't I been doing this all the time? Mm-hmm. And then you're in a good routine and then you fall out of routine. Well, that's kind of been it for me. Um, so, you know, even when I started the Pilates studio, I find I'm the kind of person that I, if I want to get good at something, I do a course in it mm-hmm. because I just find that learning how to teach it is how <laughs> to become good at it. Like that's how it sticks for you. Yeah. Um, and also like starting the Pilates studio was like, well, if I have a studio, then I have to be consistent with these things. Plus like I don't have to pay for Pilates or exercise anymore. This is is the best combo that we can have, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to pay a membership. Yeah. No, but I have always like, I have always done stuff. Like I, I've always loved doing stuff. I love hiking. I love doing stuff, Mm. but I, I'm not, I haven't always been one of those people who's like very dedicated to, doing gym three times a week and doing Pilates twice a week and stuff um, until recently. Mm. But I think as well, like, don't you agree that it's always forever a bit of a struggle to find all of those, like, facets, I guess, in your health and fitness and then everything else in between, like, to juggle per week? Yeah, I do. But I think that – I think it's just what we prioritise – Correct. <laughs> Which we have spoken about before. So we have. We're very both Abs and I are very big on that um kind of like stop eh, give stop giving yourself these excuses. Um they only sound good to you and then making sure that you are actually going after what you want and you prioritize what you want. A hundred percent. I want to talk to you about Pilates. Why what drew you to Pilates? Did you start um learning Pilates as a teacher first or you got into Pilates just being another like member at a gym? So basically my background is in marketing and I was marketing 
businesses and companies that I didn't really align with or agree with or Mm. wasn't products that I would necessarily buy. And then I um, fell into, like there was a health club that I worked for and as part of my pay was to um, do the Pilates courses. So to be completely honest with you, I'd never done Pilates before that. Um, But I just was like, yeah, sure. So I did the Pilates courses I didn't really teach that much at the start and then I just sometimes did covers for them and that's kind of how I fell into it was just as part of my like payment was these courses that they ran at that studio and yeah. How long do the courses go for? Like how long did your course take you? Um, So super, super loaded question um, in the Pilates industry. So the course that I did, those ones were just weekend courses. So it was a three-day course for the mat work Pilates, three-day course for the reformer Pilates. Mm-hmm. Um, I then went on to do a two-year diploma um, after that Good just girl. because I just felt like that wasn't enough to really safely practice and teach Pilates, um, to, especially in big group classes when there's a lot of bodies um, but yeah, just learning all the traditional stuff and all the stuff that comes along with Pilates, it's, um, I just think it's really important. So yeah, there is, um, there is courses available that are very short and then there's also very long courses. And then I think that I'm really good at meeting in the middle because the longer courses sort of teach you rehab and more one-on-one stuff, whereas the shorter courses are more like athletic Pilates but then when you combine the two you get like a really safe practice which is al dente yeah that's what we want and we were saying um I was saying the other day that like as a personal trainer to get your PT certification you uh some can be like only eight weeks or so mine was 12 weeks um and some can also be a year or two years long it depends I guess how many days or whatever a week you're going to be doing but I just found it like so baffling that you could be a personal trainer in 12 weeks. Like honestly, how much could you learn in a span of 12 weeks and then go practice it? Like what do you find is really important out of a Pilates instructor to make sure that they kind of have? Well, I think that definitely like for me, the three-day courses is not enough. Like someone can walk into – a place without have ever done Pilates. It's quite scary, isn't it? It is. It is like a bit. Because you you have your faith, you put your faith into a trainer or a coach or someone who is running a class. Mm-hmm. So it must be so hard. Like you don't, it's not like you as being um, a person in the gym waiting to train in this class. You're not like, hey, sorry, excuse me. What's your, um, what's your certification, please? Like you just trust that they would know what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's where it is like, and there is a thing in the Pilates industry where there is a bit of a a push and pull and there's just like not a lot of, um, I don't know what the word is, but red tape or I guess yeah. around it. But um, in terms of Pilates instructors for us, so the first thing... Yeah, what do you look for in like your staff? Um, so the first thing I do even before I find out what how they're qualified, what they're qualified in, is I just meet up with them for a coffee mm-hmm. and just get their vibe, see if they're a good fit in a good vibe for the studio um and then we'll get them to do a couple of trial classes based on the experience obviously if they have no um experience then Mm. it's not going to work out Mm. but um in a real time like group class with our clients Mm -hmm. um with 
myself or our manager present, um, we'll have that instructor do a couple of classes and we can really get a vibe for what, what they're, what they're like. Mm. Really important things is to be able to gauge, um, in the room, like who needs a bit more support Mm -hmm. and how to support them to help them feel comfortable. Um, we, can have all different levels, the same as what you would in your group classes, all different levels and all different fitnesses and confidence and learning types in one room and being able to like look around and prioritise the people who might need a bit more love and attention and then like prioritise like what's safe. Like I have a little model and a little motto and it's like um, – you like you have to pick your battles because not everybody's going to be doing every exercise perfectly Perfect. but you have to fix up the people who could have be potential. injuring yeah yeah could be injuring themselves totally absolutely so an instructor who can come in and off the top of their head kind of like modify and um cater to all those mm. different needs like you can almost tell straight away um whereas some people get like a bit flustered or a bit um yeah, they, they feel like because their class isn't going to plan that it's all ruined and stuff, mm-hmm. whereas someone who can go, oh, I'd plan to do this, but now I've got three it's people okay. with shoulder injuries like that can't do my exercise, their plan, I'm just going to do something else mm-hmm. in this class off the top of their head. That's mm-hmm. like the kind of instructor that we love. Yeah, they need to be like able to change just like that. Yeah, yeah. and not, not ever make a client feel like they're a burden or mm-hmm. – that it's annoying that they can't do it. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, I've got something for you and they just have it in their head. It's like Mm. almost something that's a little bit untrainable. Yeah, Um, I do agree. You do have to have that um, that little like spark in you, even like outside of a gym, outside of that environment. You would be able to kind of like either multitask or be able to lead – you know, you have to be a bit of a natural born leader, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. To be a trainer or instructor in any kind of gym aspect mm-hmm. um, or group classes, I feel like you have to be having that like natural leading ability. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And you have to be able to bring your own like flair and personality into it as well mm. because yeah, – Yeah, it's actually – that is actually a really good one. There's nothing worse than having you kind of like say you – being the owner, you know, you love it, you've got passion for it. And so someone else kind of thinking that that's what you, you want to see, mm. then, you know, they come in and they're like, hey, I want to be like Abs because that's what she's kind of, that's what she gives. But you've got to have your own little no, 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 no. Yeah, you've got to have your own like little vibe, your own little flair. Mm. And we encourage that in our instructors. Like, But that yeah, would be comforting for, thing. you know, that because I guess the reason why people do that is that, because they're like, that's what you want to see but it's not. So for you to just be like, hey, be you and have some fun would be comforting as a first, like first time going in there being like, this is scary. You know, like I have to teach this. What's the biggest benefit of Pilates? Like what, if I had never heard of Pilates and you had to sell it to me, what is the biggest benefit? Um, So I think the biggest benefit is just like core, the core strength, core stability, um, aspect of it so when you're doing pilates like every single exercise you're doing you should be engaging your core and then strengthening your core so um overall it just gives you a high level of stability and balance and strength and all of that so it's a really good way to rehabilitate but also just 
have a body that is able to do other stuff as well and branch out so which a lot of people don't understand how important it is to have stability in like either isolated like single leg work single arm work etc that you need stability you need your core Mm -hmm. like if you're this is what I always talk to my clients about if you're picking up your baby from the cot imagine your core not being strong enough and so when you pick your baby up out of the cot you hurt your back mm-hmm. and how many moms have had that happen oh, absolutely. because they're not strong enough unfortunately in their core they've not taken the time to strengthen their core mm-hmm. and stabilize and then it causes more injuries which is really sad yeah absolutely and I always like I always like the way I like to visualize it or explain it is you know the foundations of a house if you if you build like a big beautiful house just mm. on something that is not very stable mm. Um, it's going to fall down eventually eventually Mm -hmm. it might be big and beautiful and it might be all the things but it's going to fall down eventually Um, whereas if you build that take the time to build that foundation have a really really strong foundation then you can build whatever you want on top of that and it's going to last forever absolutely and um, obviously you and I strength train and you love that kind of kind of opposite world nearly as like we kind of add the weights in and, um, you know, are more targeted towards specific, I guess, muscle groups, etc. Do you find that that's a good pairing? Obviously, I know the answer, but I want you to kind of discuss on why you like strength training or weight training as mm-hmm. well as Pilates. Yeah, so I'm a big advocate of cross training mm-hmm. across it. Um, mm-hmm. So with Pilates, when you're doing it, you're working all of the little muscles mm-hmm. Um and also working through your spine, you know, to get it nice and flexible and all of that. Um, so that's why I love like doing both because building up the little muscles and then coming and doing like strength training mm. and building up like bigger muscle groups mm. and things like that and getting like overall stronger. Whereas Pilates is, um, it is making you stronger. Absolutely. But it's just, it is different muscle groups. Like anyone who's ever come to a Pilates class their first time or their second time, they'll be like, I felt muscles that I didn't even know existed. It's, it is hard. Pilates is hard, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like take my hat off to any single person that continues every single day to do Pilates. And I know that obviously the more you continue something, the more you get better and stronger, etc. But it is bloody hard. Mm-hmm. And you've got all these little small muscles that you, again, didn't know even existed. And you're over here like thinking that, you know, you're the strongest person because you can lift super heavy weights, but you slow it down and you focus again on those small stabilizing muscles and whoa, you can really feel it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so obviously you're a mama. Mm-hmm. When when you fell pregnant, did your training stop? What, what where what happened there? Yeah. So um my when I found out I was pregnant, it was just weeks after we had closed all of our studios and gyms down from COVID. Yes. Um so I and I just got super sick, like I had morning sickness all day. And so I just stopped everything. Yeah, I why just, is it called morning sickness? Because from what I've heard, people are like, no, no, it isn't in the morning. It's all, all time. I don't know why. Someone, I, I don't know. Someone, <laughs> I don't know. Someone yeah. said that who just had a lucky day or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. day, just morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like pretty much up until 14 weeks. Yeah, just super. 
unwell. Mm. And so I didn't train that whole time. Oh, and you couldn't. Surely, yeah, like, I as couldn't. in you couldn't feel good enough to train. No, mm. I, I mean, I probably, like, maybe I could have. I don't know, but I just didn't. Mm. Um, and I was just at home, you know, we were in that lockdown and I was just at home and we had um, virtual classes running for our studio. I wasn't – I did teach a few but not that many because I was a little bit nervous that people would, like, notice mm-hmm. or, you know, anything like that. And I, I'm not very good at keeping secrets, so I just – what for me was like I'd rather just <laughs> hide from everyone until I'm allowed. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I didn't. And then when we did open back up, I did do like a little bit of Pilates, but I didn't, I wasn't doing anything near what I was doing before it all happened. And then I just was like super pregnant by that stage. And I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to go with the flow and mm-hmm. figure it out. Did you want to train? Like, were you like, did you feel, yeah, you were too far gone? You're like, oh, I can't start something now. Um, I I think that my pregnancy and my time last year for me was really just a time to slow down and just like mm. be okay with not doing anything. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I went to a few classes. I did a few classes, but I didn't have this like thing where I was like, oh, I really wish I could train, but I can't because I'm too far gone or anything like that. Mm. It was more just like... I just I'm happy kind yeah, of just, just chilling mm-hmm. and just I was te- I still taught and I still went on walks and things mm-hmm. um but yeah I didn't yet yeah, do as much mm. and to be honest it's probably if like when I have another baby I would definitely say that one thing I would have done differently in this pregnancy was actually to continue exercising Training. um because I feel like my recovery's probably been a little bit harder and um yeah I just sort of wish I'd kept on top of it Mm. during during the pregnancy yeah and now next baby yeah we can train together I'm gonna be a weapon (laughs) (laughs) be a beast um and so after baby when you had Billy we you kind of started training back at what week um so was it? it was like six weeks postpartum. Yeah, like you were rearing to get back in. Yeah, I was like obviously so, advised by a health professional, everyone. Yes, <laughs> I had seen a physio and um, also our um, our manager at the studio, Lauren, had also checked. She's a um, – I want to say she's a sports psychologist. I can't remember the name of her thing. but She has qualifications. She has qualifications, okay. yeah. All right. So I got checked. So <laughs> I had, had the go-ahead. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any separation um which was awesome yeah and I didn't have any um my like pelvic floor was still like really strong strong and Mm -hmm. active so I was good to go and then I yeah actually started training back with you Mm. and then I had the injury Mm -hmm. we had a slight injury (laughs) yeah nothing too bad but uh, we stepped off a box and accidentally rolled our ankle yeah that was fun (laughs) um and then have a couple of weeks rest but we're okay. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I think I had like no, three weeks you off. you were amazing. Mm, you were great. And like abs, like <laughs> bless you so much because you text me like even the same day that um, you – she had to go to the hospital. It was um, – it was an ordeal in the morning, wasn't it? <laughs> but that same night, she was like, all right, I'm going to be back. Don't worry about it. I'll be back um, maybe in a week. I don't know. We'll just see. We'll see how the results <laughs> come back. I was like, you just need to rest, please. Um, and that's it. You're just like the biggest go-getter. So you recovered from your injury and we mm-hmm. got straight back into training. Mm-hmm. And 
I know um, personally you your mindset like shifted. Mm-hmm. You like found what you wanted. How do you how did you find that? Like, um, what was it within you that you were like, all right, I want to be the best I can be? I think I just realized that like I because I do I like everything to just happen straight away. And so I just wanted to click my fingers and be back to my pre-baby body or whatever. Mm. And I just kind of accepted that sometimes things just take time. And as long as you're being healthy and as long as you're still moving your body every day, that it's it'll all fall into place how it's meant to and it's not the end of the world to be a couple of kilos heavier. Absolutely. And like you've just birthed a human. Mm, That's incredible. You've been able to grow. That's what I love so much. And I talk to so many mums about this. I'm sure you do too um, at the studio. But, you know, they're like, my hips are wider. You know, something else is happening. Um, You know, I've got a little bit more lower lower belly fat on me. I'm like, just remember that you were able to create a human, grow a human and then birth a human, which is something that so often we actually don't really remember yeah I'm not a mum but I know just even from speaking to you and speaking to so many other mums they're like yeah like you're right people really don't give themselves that time like it's taken you nine months to grow a baby Mm -hmm. that pre like what do you okay this is going to be an interesting question might be a bit controversial but let's go it what do you find like I know on social media Mm. when um like high influence figures with quite a lot of following have a baby then post their like after baby bod Mm -hmm. what do you feel about that oh it's hard yeah I just feel like like Like, sometimes sometimes I look at and I get that little like pang like (laughs) clearly not me (laughs) and do you find that you get affected if you saw someone's um like post baby bod and Mm -hmm. it you know, maybe it went back to went back to how they maybe they did a before and after and it looks the same. I don't know. But do you go well, do you compare? No. No. You're not I a, used to, good. but not anymore, like at all. Like I'm just And how okay, for happy those for that them. Are, yeah, exactly. For those that are listening that may be feeling a little bit of resentment towards someone who might, you know, be able to have that like inverted commas bounce back bod. Um what advice would you give to them to not like give a fuck really about anyone else's journey? Um, I just think you just have to stay in your own. You just got to run your own race. Mm. Like I think that for me, like one thing that I was like, because I feel like that there is a bit of a balancing thing with it because at the studio we do get people come in and they're like, they've had a baby 10 years ago and they're like, yeah, like I'll, I'll see them like blame their kids or their babies mm. for this weight that they've never lost this 20 kilos that they've never lost or whatever and I I just was like I'm definitely very firm that I never will want to be like that like I'll never want Billy to think oh mum's fat because of me because <laughs> of me you mm. know or um or even just like being bit bitter like 10 years down the track because that would be oh, really my body was it? never the same yes. since I had a baby or anything like that like I think you know, I'm pretty, like, not for that kind of mm. vibe. Mm. Um, but then I also just think with the comparing, like, I just think – I know that some people say, oh, just delete those people of social media and st- stuff, but I just think, like, well, it just is what it is. And everyone's body is different. 
Yeah. You and know, we have to really have a look at, well, this is what we talk about. Um, I talk about it to my clients is like, let's have a look at the before, um, kind of sometimes before uh, baby photos or before baby body is that they were maybe quite lean and, and, you know, they've had the baby and then they've kind of gone just back to where they were. And that's, you know, that's completely normal for mm-hmm. certain people. And so many people, it's just so hard because everyone's so different. Yeah, that's like right. Like we cannot compare. Yeah, that's right. It's so hard. So, um, all right, let's get cracking into some business questions. I, you own the beautiful Inflow Pilates studio. Mm-hmm. Did you always think you were going to start a studio? Fast forward back however many years, I don't know, between seven and ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in London and I'd been working at the health club that I spoke about just as admin at this stage. I lived in London and my dad's best friend, my dad and my dad's best friend were there and he asked me, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to be like the the person who owned the studio. I want to be like her. I want to have a studio because – and he said, why? And I said, well, because she just gets to travel whenever she wants. She, like, she just comes in and out and she just has the lifestyle that I want. So I think then I realised at that time that I wanted a specific lifestyle um, and – Which was freedom – yeah, freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so I wanted to, when I had kids, I wanted to be able to not um, put them in daycare and go work nine to five. Like, not that I've got anything against that, mm-hmm. but just wasn't for That's me. That's not your, yeah, vibe. Um, and I just wanted to have freedom to, you know, go do whatever. Like, um, my future husband and I want to live in Fiji for three months a year because that's where his family is and just things like that. Like, I wanted the freedom to have mm-hmm. the options to do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess from there I just worked back. Like I didn't – yeah, I hadn't really planned it. But then when I came back from overseas, I started to do the marketing for that company, got into that, and then my partner and I wanted to move to the Sunshine Coast and we just were like, well, if we want to move there, it's quite hard to get jobs and things. And we had sat down and written down everything we wanted and what we wanted for our lifestyle really aligned. So that was all the things that aligned was the lifestyle, being by the ocean Mm. And so we just worked, we were like, well, how can we do that? And then we're like, well, we've got these skills. I was like, well, I've got marketing, I can teach. He His a background was in sales, so mm-hmm. we're like... We can sell. Let's just do yeah. it. Let's just do it. And my family's a family like of entrepreneurs. Like mm-hmm. My dad's done many businesses. All my brothers and sisters have businesses. And so it was kind of like... Inevitable that you were going to kind of follow down that path. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so we just... We just did it. We just were like, yep. How did you start? What was your first initial was finding a studio location or was finding the name and logo and all of that? Like where did you start? So we started just with the idea mm-hmm. and then we yeah, started to look at locations and things. Um, so we would drive to the coast for the day and just like drive past areas and like mm-hmm. look at places. And then from there we – sort of like how it sort of happened was he wasn't happy in his job and I was just like just quit like I gave him the kind of the confidence I was like just quit and so he quit his job and then I quit my job and then we had no other option like it was so that time yeah that was kind of how it started and we had a certain amount of savings which wasn't that much that mm-hmm. we had to live on 
And so we had a date, a date that we needed to be open by in order to like start making money, making money. And so we just that's just what we did. We just went from there, and um, actually our lease fell through and stuff. And I was like, right, we're getting somewhere, we're finding somewhere else. And I called like all of the real estates in the, in sort of the Cloundra area, which is where we decided we wanted to go. And I was like, show me everything you've got, even if you don't think it's suitable. And they showed us our studio was the last one they showed us. It was still um, rented by the other people, but they were wanting to break their lease five months early. So it wasn't on the market or anything. And I was like, perfect. This This is is it. Sweet. Done. And it was four weeks after that we opened. Wow. And so you do Reformer as Mm -hmm. well as Matt. Matt. Yeah. And how many Reformer... um, what are they called? Reformers? Yeah, yeah reformers. Reformer yeah. Um, how many did you have when you first started? And so, how many do you have now? Yeah, so we had a really specific business model. So we wanted to have between eight and 14 reformers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got 14. Wow. And um, yeah, and we've still got 14. But we have like replaced style reformers since we opened. Yes. Um, which is a journey in itself. Yes, absolutely. So you had to replace them because they weren't what you wanted. Yeah, so basically the one thing that when I when we opened the studio the one thing I was like I would have done differently was to buy the good reformers at the start mm. and not try cut corners there because like with money as in not trying mm. yeah because I just I just didn't love the reformers and um they were like a little harder to teach with because the foot bars were a little bit harder to navigate and that mm-hmm. sort of thing so I was just waiting for the opportunity to <laughs> buy new ones I want to ask you, in what way do you see yourself as being successful? Like, do you believe you're successful now? And what does that actually mean to you? Because I know it means every, like, it means different to everyone. So I like to ask that question because I want to know what you think is being successful. And do you think you've hit it? Yeah, I think um, I definitely feel like I'm successful. We're Mm. successful. Absolutely. Um, I think for me success is like that freedom that I spoke about, which is what I wanted when I – like this memory that I have of what I wanted to do with my life was to have that freedom and I do have that. Like I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. It's so whenever. good mm-hmm. whenever and it's just – yeah, so I feel like in that way I'm successful. 100%. And I feel like I'm at a point now where I can actually invest in like doing other projects that I want to do um, without being like so stressed about the capital and all of that, which I also, for me, also feels like successful because that's what makes me happy. Like doing the stuff that I want to do and creating, being creative in that way is what makes me feel successful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think definitely I feel like I'm successful. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Someone who is trying to start or get their business like off the ground, Mm -hmm. what do you think is the biggest or the best piece of advice that you've got for them? I think that if you are really – like you need to figure out what you're doing your business for Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes you think you want to start a business but it's there's no passion behind it and it's never probably going to be like successful. I'm not saying that the thing that you do, you have to be like fully passionate about that thing but – you have I don't to know. be. I do think you do. Like, I feel like any successful business, you do have to have some form of passion behind it. Otherwise, like, you're never going to try hard enough. Yeah. I, don't know. I think, I think what I was meaning by that is like, for example, my brother's got like 
a construction business and he's also got a um a recycling plant mm-hmm. now he's not he does not recycle at his house like sorry like <laughs> uh, for throwing you exposing under the bus. you but <laughs> Um, you know, I'm pretty he, sure he doesn't recycle, so he's not like this. He's like, in, yeah, he's not like a warrior of like, you know, the environment and stuff. But mean. he he is passionate about um, business and seeing like a gap in the market growth. and yeah. seeing that this this is something that is missing. Mm. And so that's kind of what I mean by like, I don't necessarily I think you, mean. you mm-hmm. do have to have passion mm. because if you have no passion, then. It's going to fail. Yeah. Mm. But um yeah, I see what you mean. You don't you're saying you don't have to be necessarily passionate about the recycling. Yeah. But you have to be passionate about business. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um and that's even the same with like my partner Jordan. Like he's not necessarily passionate about Pilates, but he is passionate about um having a business and having that freedom. And so that's like kind of where the passion comes from yeah. is that if we work hard here, then yeah. we get to have this little life over here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, let's be honest as well. We probably all wouldn't be getting into business if there wasn't some form of financial reward as well. Right? Absolutely. Like, let's not all let, pretend that yeah. we're just trying to save the world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's exactly Yeah. It. I just think like, I do think that there are those people, but often those people are not like successful. And they're never looking for money. No. And they never will. Yeah. Exactly. I think so. anyone that starts in like getting into business and especially I know you and I really relate well to this is like we want to be able to do something else. So that requires money. Yeah. You know, we want another a project. We want something else. Well, yeah. if we want that project, we have to save. We have to work hard. We have to get this money mm-hmm. um, that we can use for something else. It's yeah. not to just have a million bucks in our bank account. Yeah. Oh, that Absolutely. would be beautiful. Yeah. We want to use it for other things. Yeah. Which is the best part. Exactly. Mm. So I think that to answer your question, Sorry, we've we've done a little detour. We've di- we di- diverged, <laughs> but it was all juicy stuff. Um, I <laughs> think you. to answer your question, like I think for anyone who's like who wants to start a business and they're definitely passionate about it. Um, I remember my dad saying to me and to um, Jordan, mm. he said, "Just jump. What's stopping you? Just jump. Just do it. Like, what's the worst that can happen?" And I think that that's a really good piece of advice because sometimes we have reasons that we don't want to do something oh this isn't we need to do this we need to have a name or we need to blah 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 yeah we need to have all of our ducks in a row before we could ever think about leaving our job exactly Mm. that's right and sometimes I just think if you actually think about and it's exactly the same for training actually if you think about where you would be in a week's time or two weeks time or a month or a year's time if you just started today you'd be way further ahead than if you just thought about starting and tried to get everything perfect preach that you know so Mm -hmm. it's like sometimes it's just about doing it maybe sometimes you fail or whatever and you learn from it and then you pick yourself back up and then you just like do it again and then I can guarantee that in a year's time that you're going to be way further ahead with what you want to do mm-hmm. than you, if you didn't start. Than if you didn't actually start and you were just trying to get your ducks in a row. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, what's been your biggest struggle with your business, do you think, so far? And how have you overcome that? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Mm. Um, biggest struggle. Hmm. <laughs> She stumped me. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Had any? Have you had any major setbacks? Or well, I'm sure there have been. You just like I get every time I ask this question to someone, Mm -hmm. they do get stumped, and it's because 
they've figured out a way to get around it or to to grow with it or whatever the mm-hmm. setback has been you've been like all right well it's made now something way better and no one can ever think because they're like ah if, I probably wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for the setback yeah that's you know? right like I think that the the thing the reformers for me was a big thing mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm so solutions-focused that we just made it work and it was fine. It was still amazing. And then we got new ones. Um, I'm trying to – I mean, closing for COVID was like a tough one. I thought that which I feel like everyone something. has had that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I feel like – How did you – sorry, let me, let me get into COVID. How did you pivot for COVID? You did online. How did yeah. that go? It was so, that instant. You were like, right – Again, your solution's focused. Yeah. As soon as you closed, you were like, get on that online. Literally that day. So yeah. we – basically we were in Bali when everything kicked off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just partying it up, living your best life. Yeah, just living your best life. Gosh. Um, And then we flew – like as soon as we realised that we shouldn't be there, we we flew – we got the first flight we could back. So that was very stressful in itself. Um. And then, and meanwhile, like I'm pregnant, not even realizing. <laughs> so probably good that we didn't stay there. Um, but we, yeah, we came back and then we were just at home in, it was when the quarantine or like the isolation was when you were just at your house. So um, some of our, um, one of, some of our friends and like little community that we have had dropped off like food and things and like stocked up our house. So nice. Mum and Drab dropped our, our car at the airport in the parking lot and like had stocked it with like food and everything like I'd requested, like boxing gloves and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Requests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's doing you a favour. Yeah. Like, hey, um, actually it's not good enough. Can I have more? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> send my list. <laughs> um, I'm very good at delegating, so like you I are. know who like the good people are. To like, okay, this person will go to the sports yes. shop and get me this. This person will go to the health like. food store. This person will get me meat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we got back. Then I think it was the three days. Um, we got back on the Thursday. Then Monday was when we yeah, closed. We closed. Yeah, that was Monday. Then we. So then from there we announced that we were closed mm. and that we were going to be doing online from Wednesday. Like from Monday straight into Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I so, think we did the pretty much the same thing. Like yeah. It was like, okay, uh, how – because people were devastated. Like um, we had people crying on the last session that we like actually hosted physically. Mm-hmm. We had people like crying. Mm-hmm. Because no one knew when we were to open again. It was just very uncertain of what was going on. Exactly. And I wasn't able to be at the studio at that time because, like I was saying, I was yeah. in isolation. So our manager, um, Lauren, was like an absolute star. She dealt with all of that Go stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were – so her, Jordan and I were all on the phone like those whole days because people were calling us and like, oh, what's going to happen with our membership and stuff? And obviously you're trying to – you're trying to like put out these fires of these people who are panicking and then also trying to like make a plan and make everything like all everything work together. Mm-hmm. So our priorities was like giving the instructors as much work as possible that we could afford to um, so that they still had work because they're contractors throughout mm-hmm. that time. So they needed work. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we just created like a schedule and we just started on the Monday, uh, the Wednesday and we just did it through Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I did like explore other options and Zoom because at that time everyone was using Zoom, Zoom. and it started crashing and yes. stuff. Um, but yeah, Zoom was 
ended up being what we did. And, um, yeah, we literally called every single client that week and we told them what was going on. We updated them. We asked them if they wanted their membership to go on hold mm-hmm. or to be cancelled. Um, we asked them if they wanted to do online. And, yeah, it was it was actually a very humbling experience because a lot of our clients who were able to, like nurses and people mm-hmm. who still were in were work, were like, we want to continue paying, like, our full contract. Um, Gives me ghost And bumps. everything, yeah. And then we also – Were you anxious? Like, do you remember – yeah, you're a chiller. I feel like I thrive in these situations. Like, not saying that I enjoyed the situation, yeah. but I am, like, in a situation of, um, like, that high kind of, I guess, stress situation. Mm. I feel like I'm very – You thrive in – Yeah, I've, I've, I, like, I love finding a solution and finding a plan. We also rented out our reformers um, yeah. as well. So we, like, organised all of that, like – in that week we had them to deliver to people's houses like it, yeah and then at the end of the week I was just like ah oh, like okay yeah wow yeah and then you were growing a human yeah and then at the end of our isolation I went to go see Jamie my like best friend and hairdresser and to get my hair done the day after and um I was like yeah telling her about my my boobs and things yeah and she's like dude you're pregnant and I'm like <laughs> she guessed it no way <laughs> and here we are here we are Billy girl she's <laughs> around um what speaking of Billy you're a mama what is like how do you go balancing mom and CEO life like how do you balance the two mm, I have a lot of support like mm. um my partner's really amazing um he works like not he work he works like part time kind of thing, but he's really good with her. And yeah, I just have to like prioritize the things that are important to me, and mm-hmm. then like what things I can take her along to, what things I need to. Yeah, she comes and hangs out at our PT. Yeah, exactly. We love it. Yeah, mm. just like try fit her into my life, but then also make sure that I'm not like I want to also be present with her at times of as well. Course. So mm. I think that. I don't know, like I was saying before, I just have to prioritise the things that are important to me and, um, yeah, I just make it work. If you weren't doing – say you didn't go down this path of Pilates, what do you reckon you would be doing now? Like what was your dream job back in the day? I remember remember? when I was like 12 I was like, I want to be a model and um, (laughs) I want to be a hairdresser so I'm going to do my own hair for like when I do My modelling shoots. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I studied fashion design as well. I love sewing and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to be a fashion designer. And so I'm going to model all of my own stuff, wow. do my own hair. And You're yeah. just a one-stop shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then good. the funny thing is, is I actually did do modeling for like a hot second and I hated it so much. I did like two shoots and had to sit there like in a certain poses blowing wind out of my mouth like trying to make my lips look fatter than they are and I was like nah I don't think this life is for me I also did the same thing how old were you I was 17 oh I was like 14 or 15 I had like gotten these like double d boobs and I was like (laughs) I am a model and I had to go down to Brisbane and well I didn't have to actually I like got asked by I don't even know because social media wasn't well, I guess it was around. I'm not that old, but like it wasn't a huge thing. Now we just ask no. someone, "Hey, you want to be in a shoot or something?" Like, yeah. jump in. I don't even know how it happened, but I got asked to yeah do like 
It was weird, man. Like we had to pay them. Like it was the fucking weirdest thing. We had to pay them money. So me and my mum, bless your mum, thanks. Because like I grov, like I tried so hard to get this happening. Mum was like, "What the hell? You're fourteen or 15. I think I was fifteen. Anyway, um, and I had to like do bikini shoots. It was fucking weird. And now I look back, I'm like, this is embarrassing. This I've got really- like, and don't a CD you look at with your that. model? <laughs> yeah. You look at your model photos. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm like, this is severe. It's so funny. And any model, I'm like, I fucking take my hat off to you because it is hard. It's a hard job. (laughs) Even like now, I look at people on social media that are, you know, actually modeling. They might be influencers as well, but they're mainly like modeling. Mm -hmm. They're behind the scenes. They are buggered most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like they're working hard. Yeah. And then not to mention like the body. Like I remember there was this girl, like I was a size six and I was this height. So I'm like, I'm. 173 Mm. and I was a size six so I was tiny Mm. she was tinier than me and she said that she had been to a um like a casting and they said oh you're gonna need to shave a few inches off your hips that makes me sick I know and I was like that was yeah you can't do that and I was just like Mm -mm. I like my personality just is not that I was just like I don't know can't do this not for me no if someone's pressuring me to change my body no thanks yeah not for me anyway we got a little bit sidetracked mm. i want to talk to you about your fabulous brand new app mm-hmm. tell us about it um so it is a pilates app um but it's also got food and things on there as well mm-hmm. so just like little bonus recipes mm-hmm. um and yeah it's just it's just full of Pilates classes, we're going to add bar classes, yoga. Yeah, more to come. More to come, mm-hmm. more stuff to come. Um, but, yeah, basically it's the way it's set up is it's you've got your whole library of classes, whole library of recipes and things, but then there's also programs. So you can click onto a program and then you can follow a calendar of um, what classes to do each day and then, like, food options as well if you want to follow those um, recipes as well. Um, and then there's also an education component, which is what I'm like pretty passionate about. And so the education component is um, each exercise recorded individually and then um, added in there with also like written information on like cues and mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, yep. Yeah. So when I was learning Pilates, um, you know, you make palm cards and stuff when you're studying. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is the idea of this was like a digital palm card that's also a video so that you can learn that way. And yeah, that was just something that I would have loved to have when I was learning. So how long did it take you to from start to finish of the actual design of the app and launch? Um, <laughs> it's been a while. I think it's like four months, mm. which is like oh actually super God. quick. That's very quick. Yeah. So I said yes to the app. So the app, the opportunity for the app came at six weeks postpartum. Mm-hmm. And Billy's of now. You were ready. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> yep. Jordan was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing it. <laughs> you can't stop me. Straight in. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, I just, yeah, we just did it from that. I had a really amazing team who was helping with mm-hmm. me with it and supporting me with it. And I just, yeah, I just 
started filming stuff and mm-hmm. um, putting all these ideas together in my head. I did the design myself. Yes. Um, because I wanted it to look a certain way. I wanted it and to be really... love being in control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abs and I love it. We yeah. talk about it all the time. <laughs> Must um, be in control. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted it to look a certain way and I yep. wanted it to be easy for people to navigate and mm-hmm. to work. And I feel like that's what it is. So, yeah. So basically, I think, I agree. yeah, four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to do like a big launch party and stuff, but priorities um, at the moment. So yeah, I think I think it was launched. Yeah, maybe four months after I said That's yes. Seriously, quick, mm. especially for an app that takes like yeah. that is crazy. So yeah, well done to you. What's your end goal for the Inflow app? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your end goal for consumers? So my end goal for the app. I want, I don't think that there's ever really going to be an end goal because mm-hmm. there's always going to be adding and adding to it and our ideas are always going to be evolving and definitely the way my brain works, it's always like, oh, no, I want to do this now, mm. I want to do this. Um, but I guess I just want it to have, um, at this stage, I want it to have the full repertoire for each piece of Pilates apparatus so no in the education section, I want to film like every single exercise on the mat, every single exercise on the reformer, Cadillac, ladder barrel, um, spine corrector. Oh so all gosh. of the the main things, I want to film all of those exercises and have those like digital palm cards um, for all of those. And then, yeah, I want to just have like a really big library of mm-hmm. classes for all of those pieces of apparatus as well as um, bar and yoga, meditation, and then I also want to have a library of videos of like growth slash mindset mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. as well. So I it's guess it's a bit I, of a hub. It it you is know, a like hub, a, and that wellness hub or health hub. Yeah, that's mm. kind of like where the idea sort of stemmed from because it has been my dream to have like a massive big shed yes, and agreed converted into like a hub, a health hub where you mm-hmm. can come and you can get all of these like little pieces of things that you want from that one. It's so necessary. We need it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I always think about it. If there's a little one-stop shop that I can be helped in all different aspects, Mm -hmm. I'll go it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's still the dream, but I guess with um, COVID and just with like the instability of the world and everything, like to have that one-stop shop Mm. online seemed like, Absolutely. The, the next, the, and you can the best cater to forward. not only people where you live, mm-hmm. like you're now catering to worldwide. Absolutely. Which is fucking the dream. Yeah, it's the dream, dude. Like, we need to expand yeah, always. Absolutely. You're living the dream and I love it. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to get into the sweaty crew cues. Wow, say that fast. Um, <laughs> so what these uh, questions are, have they been asked from my Instagram and mm-hmm. they're from some people that want to know more about you. So the first question um, someone has asked is, what's your biggest advice on starting slash thriving in business? Um, so like we said before, my biggest piece of advice is to just jump. Mm-hmm. So if you're really passionate, if you know you're passionate, you have a good idea, just jump. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I love that. That's quick. That's lovely. The next is, have you ever doubted yourself as a business owner? Oh, Every freaking day, mm-hmm. like Preach. what comes out like on social media or like, you know, it seems always confident. But the thing is, is like there's always little things where you like, you're not sure if it's going to work or you're not sure if people are going to like it or mm. whatever. And it's just, I think sometimes it is that thing of 
when you fall into that, it's the way you pick yourself back up rather than trying to stop that happening. Mm, absolutely. It's, um, it's definitely very real for any business owner having that doubt. Yeah. Even the failure component, like what if, what if I fail? What if I, you know, what if I'm not good enough? What if they don't like me? Whatever, whatever. But you've got to overcome that and you've got to keep pushing forward. Otherwise, you're never going to make it. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. I think that someone once said to me, you're not going to always be everyone's cup of tea. Love that. And you've got to be okay with that because the more successful you become, the more people's cup of tea you're not going to be and because there's more. There's just going to be more people who know. And, and we don't you. like everyone either. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And that's okay. And like, it is okay. We can still love and appreciate what they do and just mm-hmm. say, well, it's not for me. It's not my flavour. Mm-hmm. And um, I always try to think of that and try to remember that. Do you know what? It's fine. It doesn't it make fine. them a bad person. It doesn't make me a bad person. It just means that we're different. We just don't mm-hmm. like match mm-hmm. and that's cool. Yeah. Not everyone is compatible. Mm-hmm. Mm. The next is um, benefits of online offering versus brick and mortar. Um, well, I guess um, from a business perspective, um, online is very, very scalable, whereas bricks and mortar, there is um, a limit. Like there's only so you many people that you can fit into your studio. There's only so many people you have time to do one-on-ones with, whereas online, um, you know, you can reach worldwide, you can reach thousands, millions of people mm. at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the business perspective. And then I guess from like the more holistic perspective, like because you can reach that many people at once, you can help so many more people. Mm. So That's yeah. special. Mm-hmm. And that is the dream, especially I just find in the health and fitness realm, that's – normally our number one goal is to help as many people as possible Mm -hmm. in a short period of time yeah if you don't if you don't have the time yeah how can I reach the mass you know audience to help yeah I I think it's also just on that I Mm. just wanted to say as well piping and say go in I think (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say I also probably like I also love bricks and mortar because I love connecting with people like I get my energy from connecting with people and um, seeing them thrive in person and that sort of thing as well so for me it is just as important to have that time with people like in person and that connection Mm. um yeah so I'm like I I kind of like the balance of both is I guess what I'm trying to say yeah and no one's stopping you from doing both either. Yeah. You can exactly. have both. Yeah. Um, the next question is, for someone who is scared to join a reformer class or Pilates class, what's your top tip to getting started? Um, I guess, again, just jump. Mm. Like once you have done your first class, I can almost guarantee that you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just think I, I understand it can be so intimidating because – you're on these like foreign machines and things, but classes are fully guided. Like that's at every studio that I know of classes Mm -hmm. are fully guided like throughout. So that's one thing. And the second thing is, is like on that machine, once you get on that machine, it's a bubble. People, you think you go there and you think people are going to look at you and think, oh, she's doing it wrong or something. Mm -hmm. But no, because honestly, everyone's so focused and concentrated on what they're doing that you don't, you finish your class and you realize oh well I wasn't watching anyone no one was watching me except Mm. for the instructor who will be correcting be correcting like they're not going to call you out from the other end of the class like hey you're doing that wrong (laughs) 
you know. They're going to be kind of <laughs> gentle. Hope not. So, um, yeah. And if you're like in the area that our studio's in, we have like foundation classes, which is like for beginners. Mm. And, and we just only do, we only really recommend one of those classes if you're Like new. you're fine after that. But mm. um, you, then you'll find other people in that class who are also new. But I think just do it. Just Just try because again in a year's time if you didn't you'll try and then you'll be like Mm -hmm. I wish I'd done this a year ago and it's kind of like um you know we see this a lot at the gyms uh sorry at our gym is we find that you know it might take a little bit of time finding your studio finding your place your gym whatever um finding your instructor as well yeah exactly and that's it it's just trial and error really Mm -hmm. if that studio is not for you then look around again um word of mouth is huge ask your mates if they're doing pilates or um, working out or whatever gym vibes ask them i always find like word of mouth is my number one yeah you know finding what studio is going to work for you and if it doesn't work for you then try another one and don't give up yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah and like try different instructors because specifically for me like yoga and pilates are very intimate um exercises and sometimes just having the right vibe of the right instructor who makes you feel alive and makes you feel comfort mm. comfortable and confident is just as important as like the right studio absolutely well abs it's just been an absolute pleasure talking to you today if um anyone wants to go and have a little stalk of you where can they find you um they can find me on instagram so um life with abs mm-hmm Emily's going to put these in the show notes. These are all going to be in the show notes (laughs) because it's too hard to remember. Um, Otherwise, you can find the studio is Inflow Pilates and Wellness and the app is Inflow Active. And the app is available to download. Yes, the app is available on Android and on the App Store, so Mm -hmm. Apple and Android. Mm -hmm. Um, To download, there's a seven-day free trial, so you want to get on there and Get on that shit because it fucking rocks. Mm -hmm. If you want to do any form of training, like at home or at the beach or at the park, like that's why it's so awesome. I love it so much. Um, I think it's really cool to be able to do it anywhere at any time. Like if you go on holidays – I love that. You can just yeah. take your Pilates in your pocket. Pilates in your pocket. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Abs, for coming in. Oh, no worries, Dylan. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>